Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. We're a podcast about board games where we have opinions and conclusions formed on the basis of incomplete information. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is brought to you by these great Saskatoon businesses. Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street, Dragon's Den Games on 8th Street, and Breakout Escape Rooms on Faithful Avenue. Hey there, I'm your host Norm and this is the Cardboard Conjecture Podcast. And on this episode, we're going to check out some games of late. And it is a special topic episode. It's the Hype Train. And on this episode of the Hype Train, we have Matthew Legault from Scorpio Masque. Going to show some love to two new games. Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by... Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street in Saskatoon. They're the winner of the Joe Schuster Award for Best Comic Book Store in Canada, and they were also nominated in 2016 for the U.S. Eisner Spirit of Comics Retailer Award, presented at Comic-Con. Amazing Stories' amazing collection of comic books, board games, puzzles, and collectibles can be found in their store or on their new online website. And we're back. This is Cardboard Conjecture. I'm your host, Norm. And before we get started with Games of Late, I want to take the opportunity to um, uh, introduce to you a fellow Canadien. And uh, um, uh, you know what? I'll just introduce uh, Matt and uh, I'll let him explain who he is. So welcome to the uh, podcast, Matt. Thanks very much. Uh, it's fun being here. I work for uh, Scorpion Masque, and uh, it's uh, Quebec, Quebec-based publishing house. We uh, make uh, make a bunch of games uh, that lots of people know, like Decrypto. Primarily, is the one that everybody knows. And uh, but of course, we got some other uh, very popular games like Zombie Kids Evolution and Zombie Teens Evolution. You know the those kids games uh, that are. Uh, <laughs> doing great business they're uh, they're absolutely addictive for uh, for for little ones my family buzzed through them and uh, come out with another few games recently like uh, master word which is a word-based deduction game and uh, yeah so we're, uh, we're we're rolling along but we had a an interesting last year because uh, the owner of the company sold his company oh yeah yeah uh, and, yeah and it was purchased by Hachette which is the uh, France-based uh, book publishing sort of umbrella company. Mm-hmm. Um, they own uh, they own sort of book publishing studios like uh, or uh, book publishing houses. I mean, like um, like La Russe, you know, the French dictionary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they got three uh, of them over there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, and uh, so we um, so so we were purchased by by them, and they have a board game, a whole board game section as well. Uh, they're sort of looking to perhaps go into competition with asthma day they've got uh, some companies like studio h which has put out a new game recently called ultra uh, which is a fantastic uh, narrative adventure uh, game um, they are also with sorry we are french which is uh, <laughs> it's a great name yeah. they're uh, they're a publishing company that um they put out uh, a re-edition of icky recently and they also yeah. did the line of games like uh, ganymede demeter moon you know all those sorts of uh, games and uh, Gigamic, you know the big um, the big abstract uh, game company. You know they they do the games like Corridor and 
Quixo and Quinto and Quarto and that sort of thing. They're part of the whole Hachette uh, sort of, uh, they're all under the Hachette umbrella. Yeah. And uh, so we went in, we were, uh, we were purchased by them and they're very, very cool. And part of the, uh, the, the whole deal was that they also, um, they also picked up the Randolph group here in Quebec. And people in the rest of Canada probably don't know about the Randolph group quite so much um, because uh, it's mostly Quebec based. Uh, Randolph has seven um, gaming pubs here in Quebec. So they're like the snakes and lattes of, uh, okay. of Quebec. But it's they're very, they're very, very fun, really dynamic uh, places. Um, and there's they also they also have a um, uh, a publishing branch as well. So they've made they've done a lot of English versions, uh, excuse me, French versions of English games, like Quebec versions, I should mm -hmm. say, of English games. Like uh, their version of Cards Against Humanity is called Le Stigeur. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, and they did. Uh, I, 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 part of me wants to have to beep this, but in my head I'm thinking, I, I, no, there's not too many people who <laughs> no, will like. No. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's more like it's 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 essentially the the effing game, you know. Like, and uh, yeah, so they've got the Lestiger, and then they've also got like Joke de Papa and a few other games that they did, uh, you know, like dad jokes uh, uh, that that are good for playing in the pub and stuff. But they're yeah. you know these sort of party games and things, and they're also games that uh, that Joel the uh, the 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 designer of the of uh, Randolph has has designed himself and stuff. So we've all kind of merged together. We're still staying independent as oh, publishing yeah. houses, but we're sharing offices together. Okay. We're sharing resources, graphic designers, and everything work for both teams. And, uh, and that's what I'm doing now as well. I'm, I'm doing, what I was doing in Scorpio Masque before was I was doing a lot of translation and marketing and uh, that kind of thing, adaptation. Uh, and now I'm doing that for the two studios. I'm doing it for Scorpio Masque and also for Randolph. And I'm also doing uh, a lot of proofreading and things like that for the uh, the French companies over in France. So like uh, Jigen oh, wow. has a, a very, very cool uh, RPG style game coming out called Critical <gasps> that I did all of the uh, all of the proofreading and uh, and a little bit of adaptation and development for them. So, uh, oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, it's a very cool idea. This whole game. Uh, they were talking about it recently, so I can I can spill the beans a little bit on it. It's yeah, a game sure. called yeah it's a game called critical foundation uh season one and uh the idea is that it's an rpg but it's an it's a it's an entry level rpg right so dads like me can play it you know uh with their friends when they don't have you know uh, two or three days to prep uh, yeah. an rpg you can basically read through the scenario um a couple of days beforehand and then just you know breeze over it again you know before going into your your, your game night and be able to run the thing it's very much a step-by-step -step, uh rpg it's done in nine scenarios of half an hour each so it's a little bit like a tv series oh, nice. the way that they put it together yeah yeah so it's a very very cool idea so i was uh, working a lot on that recently as well so i got to Got a lot on my plate, but, uh, <laughs> but it's loads of fun, and uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm enjoying it. Well, it's a good kind of busy, because uh, if it was the if you were not busy, then you know there's a whole different set of problems there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, it's good. So let's get into some games of late, and yeah. uh, what have you been playing lately? 
What have I been playing? I've been playing. I've been playing uh, some older games. I don't. Uh, I haven't got my hands on too much new stuff. Like I'm. It's weird. I'm doing this like development work for games that haven't come out yet, and then like playing old things. Well, <laughs> so, <hey>. like, <laughs> yeah. Word. Didn't I notice that you're a judge again on Cardboard Edison? That's right. Yeah, I'm yeah. doing the judging Talk on Cardboard Talk about that Edison. if you want. Yeah, for sure. Pump it up. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, uh, Cardboard Edison uh, is doing their award, uh, as they do uh, every year. And uh, I did it last year for the first time, uh, judging for that. So uh, basically, they gave me, uh, I think it was 15 or 16 games that I had to uh, read the yeah read the rules for and uh, watch a, like a sort of a three to two to five minute video on uh on uh on on the game explaining it and that sort of thing so it's uh yeah you gotta like reading rules to get into something like that but, <laughs> <laughs> but it was uh but it was very cool i mean there was uh there was stuff that uh, obviously had been rushed in at the last minute like oh i want to just get my game and hopefully it'll be be able to stand on its own and it wasn't uh quite at a place where it was supposed to be some games that were very very polished like ready to go to Kickstarter. But then yeah. when you look at the actual game itself, like so many things on Kickstarter. Pretty thin. Missing, missing some stuff in there, you know, yeah. missing, uh, you know, some, some, some meat to the, to the very pretty artwork. Yeah. Uh, you know, it just comes down to dice rolling and that kind of thing, <laughs> sort of random stuff. And, uh, but then some other real little gems, you know, there I came across a couple of them. I was sad that one or two of them didn't get picked, but one of the ones that I liked uh, was picked to, uh, to become a finalist. So oh, nice. Uh, yeah, so they're, uh, I think it's at the end of the month they have, the finalists have until uh, they get their, uh, to get to, to get a, um, a physical uh, prototype together for, for in-person testing or uh, to put a uh, tabletop simulator. I think, I think they're actually using Tabletopia mm-hmm. now because of the whole tabletop simulator weird thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so they got to the end of the month to get, to, to get those things together. And then once that's done, it's you know regular meeting up with people online play testing and stuff so uh yeah it's very cool so any 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 designers who are out there uh listening to the listening to the show uh yeah check out uh, cardboard edison uh they do their uh they do their award every year and uh it's a really really good way to get uh um to get uh, seen and not only that but you get feedback from every tester on your game and i've 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 received emails from people whose games i judged and uh, thanking me for the feedback and then asking me, you know, for, you know, to go an extra step and what do you think of this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm always happy to help out with that as well. So yeah. uh, I love it when uh, people want to hone their craft. It just speaks, speaks volumes. So yeah. I threw you off on a tangent. You were about to tell me what you're playing. <laughs> so what have I been playing? Like, all right. So I'll, be, I'll, uh, I'll start off. I, the, the game I most recently played was I just finished it up last night. Uh, I was playing a, um, an asynchronous game of Nippon. Uh, an absolute yeah. cracker. Yeah, love that I love game. That. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, it's a real uh, real crunchy Euro. Uh, I didn't do very well. It's been a little while since I played, so I was I, I was as I was playing, I was remembering how uh, it worked. There's such subtle depth to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Really, uh, really cool. Building an industrial uh, machine in uh, in in Japan. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's just a wonderful game. There's some really nice uh, things going on, and uh, yeah, uh, what are we playing? Yeah, we're, I think we were playing it on um, Board Game Arena. Yeah. It's a really nice implementation of the game on there. 
This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by Dragon's Den Games, located in the Louis VIII Mall on H Street in Saskatoon. Swing by Dragon's Den Games and let Darren, Al, and the awesome staff help you out in search for great board games, role-playing games, miniature systems, and all of the related accessories. Be a part of their gaming communities that have scheduled events in their great gaming area. Dragon's Den Games, Louis VIII Mall on H Street in Saskatoon. What I love about Borgam Arena is, and I've played uh, Nippon on that that platform, is that uh, when you go to do something, you're like, you click it and it won't happen. You're thinking, well, why? But, oh, I've been playing this all wrong. (laughs) 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 I need need some sort of computer interface to explain to me. It's like, no, 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 no. You you read that sentence backwards. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But we um, had that that issue uh, with... um, uh, Lorenzo uh, Il Magnifico, where we were trying to do something and we we're like, uh, I think we've been playing it wrong. <laughs> it's like, oh, wait, Eureka moment. Everybody has that little light bulb. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, right. um, what I love about Nippon is, mm-hmm. and again, this is where I suck at, is, <laughs> is finding that balance of, because it's area control in regards mm-hmm. to getting your factories out there, but then yeah. there's also that engine that you have making you know the yeah. the, the things get, to oh it's just you gotta get your you gotta get your coal coming in you gotta get your money coming in you have choosing the workers and then knowing when to consolidate in order to turn that over to be able to create more money and coal to power yeah. your factories to fill out the contracts to build the factories that are up there and oh yeah it's and uh, the- and then once you dial that in, then you bring in the element of having an opponent who might compete with you in the same stuff. And you're like, exactly. why, why are you, why are you doing that? You, you, you clearly do not need to do that. And they're this just going to kill us both. Oh yeah. You do, and this, oh, most of the time it's just friends of mine. Just give me that wink. Like, you know, why I'm doing that. <laughs> nah, it's not supposed ah, to be take that. Yeah. Maddening. Yeah, you're getting in my way. <laughs> Excellent, yeah, yeah, for sure. And then I've been, you know, playing lots of Race for the Galaxy. That's a that's a real uh, go-to. And just, you know, an evening, I'll I'll be I'll meet up a friend on, with a friend online and chat a bit, and let's just just play two or three games of Race for the Galaxy, and we just buzz through it. And it's just so smooth, so sweet. It's got, uh, you know, yeah, yeah try to get those combos down yeah. and just, yeah, just, I, I, I love that game for me. It's just, it's more or less the perfect card game for me. It, what I've, uh, I, I've equated that game to it's uh it's like that engine builder, but it's like you work on the engine one valve at a time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And you got to hurry up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the other one I've, uh, I was playing uh, recently is uh, one that I'm not, I'm not, I've, I've gone off of, I have to say, is the uh, the the lost ruins of Arnak? Okay. Um, yeah, it's got a lot of people uh, really excited over it, and I, I I played it on Board Game Arena, and I was like, wow, this game is great. I'm gonna buy it. And I bought it, and I played it a couple of times, you know, in person, and then I've gone back uh, to BGA and played it. And I found that every time I played it, I had to play it the same way. Like you've always yeah. got to do that technology uh, uh, advancement on the right-hand side of the board. Mm-hmm. Like you have to do that. 
Um, I tried different strategies, you know, going just for like the monster killing strategy and trying yeah. to do that. And, you know, but what I ended up finding was that even though it generated points, it didn't generate those kinds of combos that you get by going up the side and then using those things to go into the center and then back out to the side. And uh, it ended up with what I what I kind of call the um, the Mage Knight issue. I don't know if you ever played Mage Knight, but oh, you yeah. play Mage Knight, I and love Mage the Knight, first yeah. yeah, the first turn goes by and it's great. Now we're going to be finished this super quick, and then the second second round goes by and it's like, oh, well, it's going to take a little longer. And then you end up with somebody who takes like a forty five minute turn, you know. <laughs> Uh, and it's just like, yeah, not solo. You're right. That's, that's a good, that's a good thing about it. But I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, you can end up with your friend doing uh, a turn. It's like, oh, and then I can do this and then I get that. And then I'm able to use this to go over there. And then I take that. And with that, I move my man over to this and you're sitting there and you've, you haven't played in 10 minutes because (laughs) you don't have anything else to do, you know, and they're doing all these great combos and stuff. And, uh, and it's not that I always found myself in that position, but I did find myself in that position a few times trying different strategies mm-hmm. and then just going like, nope, the way he's playing it and the way he always plays it seems to be the only way yeah. to play it. And, and I, that kind of, I don't know, that's kind of put me off the game a little bit, I think. Well, and I mean, interestingly enough, um, and, and what I'm listening to is that uh, it, it broke the, it broke the, uh, one of the, seven deadly board game sins, which is wait time, right? Because yeah. I think the designers have started to hone that down or understand that, that, that the hobby board gamers are starting to become more efficient and knowledgeable at their depth of play that, that you can start throwing, you know, different things at them where it's like you get to do this when it's not your turn kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, when, it, when it regresses back to that wait time, like I just saw you, it's an instant turnoff. Mm, yeah. Yeah. The wait time, the wait time is a, is a bummer, but, and it's also just, you're waiting and just watching the person get more and more and more points. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> there's not a lot I can do about this. You know, yeah. I tried to do something different and I was punished. You've just described my, every time I play Concordia. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. Cause that's one of those games where you're like, Oh, I think I did well. And then you just see the other person lap you and you're like, how, what am I doing wrong? But I love this game. <laughs> oh, I know. It's such a great game. I love Concordia as well. Cool. Um, uh, as far as what I've been playing, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I've got a bit of, of, of width because, uh, and crazy, uh, I've been playing Crokino solo. And, oh, yeah. And, and uh, I like that right away the eyebrows came up. Really? Explain to me how this <laughs> is done. Um, there's a couple cool uh, Canadian Crokino websites that have, I think every year when they have their tournament, they some person creates a thematic trick shot, kind of ten trick trick shot sets. And I've been running, I've been running through. Uh, I did the Western one recently, and they they show you how to set it up like a like an overhead. You know, put one here, one here, one here, and you have one shot to you know do a double takeout and drop it for a cookie, right? And wow. So I've been kind of doing challenging myself that way. Um, um, so I, and again, um, I'm a big solo board gamer and everybody in this household is in bed by nine. So, and I'm a night owl, so I gotta oh, find stuff. Yeah. It's like Jack yeah, yeah, Nicholson yeah. in the shining. If I don't, <laughs> uh, so, uh, so I've been doing a lot of that. And, uh, and, uh, in the mornings with my son, Daniel, before he goes onto the bus, um, he, uh, absolutely loves strike. And, uh, I, yeah. I, but I understand that whole, the, 
the controversy is like the, it's like a gladiators in arena or dice in a bowl and i'm like how why, why not just funds you know funds and giggles because yeah yeah that's, exactly yeah I, and it's I, uh it's 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 a great one i played it for the first time uh a couple of months ago because we uh well randolph actually is a, has a distributing branch as well that i didn't mention and that's one of the games that we distribute uh is huh. strike and uh yeah yeah i've, I've got I, I keep telling myself i have to pick myself up a copy of it it um it it's just one of those games where you can just step in step out there's there's not much there but to just have fun right yeah um uh so yeah i've awesome. been, been doing that every morning with daniel um what I got in though that I'm playing a bit because I want to. I think I'm going to do a review of it pretty soon. Here is uh, Tiny Epic Dungeons. I got my Kickstarter in. And, nice. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean that Tiny Epic series. Um, for me, it's been hit and miss. Like I love Galaxies. Okay. Um, the, uh, the 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 <laughs> Tiny Epic Dinosaurs is such a cute Jurassic Park that it's just like okay, I, I, I'm in. And. Uh, <laughs> And uh, this one, um, I'm because I love my I, my Dungeons and Dragons, right? I mean, it's just I, I DM uh, a couple groups, uh, a couple campaigns a week, and uh, to, and it's always that whole DM thing. It's like, well, what if I want to play? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and this is one of those abilities for me just to have that fun exploring a dungeon and making choices and and seeing characters die, and they've got cool little minis and. It is, I mean, it's tiny epic. It's just so them in regards Brilliant. to that. Uh, it's a bunch of cards putting out, but there's some, there's some meat to it. There's, yeah. oh yeah, there's a, there's a good puzzle. And sometimes the way the cards come out, there's, it's impossible to get to that second level, the boss fight, right? Just because the corridors don't match up. So there's, you got to think your way through it. Once you start understanding that, this isn't just a little fun kind of, you know, oh, it's a cute little game. It's like, you know, there's meat, there's meat on this bone. So at least that's what I'm discovering right now. Brilliant. And, uh, and uh, that's, my, that's my polite way of saying, I'm getting my butt handed to me. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is supported by the incredible team at Breakout Escape and Board Game Lounge here in Saskatoon. Using industry-leading technology, Breakout Escape escape rooms are all 100% uniquely designed by the team to ensure their patrons have maximum fun while staying safe. As well, they are a fully licensed board game lounge with over 400 titles to select from to ensure fun for every gamer, new and experienced. Be sure to check them out at BreakoutSask.com. At Breakout Escapes and Board Game Lounge, they believe that life is more fun when you play games. And we're back. This is Cardboard Conjecture. Let's get into the topic, which is the hype train. And uh, Matthew yeah, from Scorpio Masque is here, and uh, he's going to drop two games. And the thing with the hype train is it's a sim simple premise. We need to show some love or attention to games that have been forgotten. And uh, so, Matt, what, uh, what do you have? Um, well, I've got, uh, yeah, I've got uh, two games that I love. Um, and one of them is a game that I played once uh, a number of years ago, a friend, this is when I was working for Asthma Day Canada, uh, and uh, a friend brought it in and he's like, oh yeah, I got this game. I was like, well, I've never heard of this game. I have no idea what it is. It looks a little bit weird. He put it down <laughs> on the table, opened it up, 
We spread it out. We played it over the course of two lunches. And I said, I have to get this game. I couldn't find it anywhere. It was a, a sh- smallish print run. Uh, when I did find it, eventually it was very expensive. And then he said, oh, I'm probably going to get rid of my, my, uh, my edition of it a, a little while later. But he never did. And I was, I was, you know, kept asking him for it. Are you ever going to get rid of it? And he finally, finally did. And it's Tyrants of the Underdark. Oh, yeah. Talk to me about it. Tyrants of the Underdark is a Dungeons and Dragons game. And it's, it's a weird game for us gamers because like here i've got the i brought the box with me oh what do, you, what do you notice about what do you notice about the front of it right it says tyrants of the underdark it says dungeons and dragons it says like how many players yeah there's, there's no names on it like there's no designer oh, yeah, as, far, as far as like as far as who's responsible for putting this out yeah no designer name there's no illustrator name there's it's a nothing. clean box yeah, and you have to dig around in order to be able to find out who made the game and you know where uh, where it comes from, and it's because it was it was done by Wizards of the Coast, and uh, it, was, it was staff staff workers. The designers are Peter Lee, Rodney Thompson, and Andrew Veen. Peter yeah. Lee actually did um, uh, what the heck's that game? Uh, Pan Am. So okay, like a couple yeah. of those, a couple of those other you know Wizards of the Coast you know uh, games. I think my Pan Am was Wizards of the Coast, or maybe, uh, I can't remember. But anyway, yeah. but yeah, but uh, for me, Tyrants of the Underdark, have you ever played it? Uh, I've never played it. I love my, as I mentioned, I love my Dungeons and Dragons. And, uh, but the only, I think the only tracking I've ever done of this was a couple content creators were talking about, hey, people need to pay attention to this game because it's good. It is amazing. I I'm gonna have to uh, buy this. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and they've just they've just come out with the uh, with a new edition of the game where they've uh, fixed up a couple of things and also included the um, the expansion, which is two more two more uh, uh, races in the game. So basically, Tyrants of the Underdark is um, uh, it's in the Dungeons and Dragons universe. You're playing the the Drow, right, which are yeah. dark elves. And uh, the game board is sort of a um, uh, a a map of the Underdark, which is the the you know all of the cities and places and and, and regions in uh, in the Drow world. And that's that's one criticism that some people have of the game is that it's the coloring is uh, is is a bit weird on the game. It's all purples and blacks and blues. No, I don't mind that because Brass Birmingham showed you that you can have a a dark palette, but still treat it in such a way that it is it's it's not an obstacle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, and I think the same thing here. Yeah, I mean the artwork, uh, the art, the art, the artwork is lots of fun. You know, yeah. it's really really drow stuff. Uh, the artwork on the cards is great because the 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 mechanisms of the of the game and and I'm I'm a sucker for I, it's funny I never realized <laughs> I never realized uh, how much I loved uh, there, there's two um, mechanisms that I really like in games I love drafting I love drafting oh. games and uh, I it's it's one of those things I didn't realize until I looked at my collection and I have games like uh, it's a wonderful world. 
Uh, I've got Neom, the, the the tile drafting game. I've got Draftosaurus. I've got, you know, I've just got all these <laughs> drafting games that just sort of like sneak into my collection because I, I'm, uh, I'm drawn by them. One that I found that I really, really like of your control games. Um, and uh, there's another game uh, that does. Um, oh, are you still there? Yep, yeah. I lost you. No, no, okay, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, El Grande is the, the granddaddy of those uh, area control games. Um, and another game that uh, does that really well is um, Mission Red Planet. I don't know if mm. you ever played that one. I've wanted uh, to. That's I've a, heard such good things. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fantasy flight game that 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 I could I could easily have done on the hype train because I believe that game does not get enough <laughs> love. Uh, it's really really good. It's got that. Uh, it's Bruno Cathala and somebody else I think, but it's got that whole mix of area control and um, the kind of citadel uh, character selection um, uh, mechanism where you know you count down from ten to one. And, you know, the 10 one has a weaker power, but you yeah. have to do it first. And then the one has a much stronger power, but you have to wait till the end. And there's a chance you may not even be able to get to do what you want to do because the others have uh, acted before <laughs> you and, and, and screwed up all your plans. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so that's a, an excellent mix of those two mechanisms. Aww. And that's what Tyrants of the Underdark does, is that they, it mixes area control, a very simple area control mechanism with deck building. And the deck building in the game is wonderful. They've got, there's four different races in the game. Um, there are, well, let's see if I can remember. I think there's elementals, there are dragons, there are, uh, let me see, yeah. I'm looking Drow. at the, the images on BGG and mm -hmm. I'm the card art is awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's some really, really uh, incredible stuff. And, and it's dark, right? It's dark and creepy. So like sometimes you'll like flip a card over, you know, to create the market and you flip it over and everyone goes like, <laughs> she, she's okay. creepy. Yeah, that's okay though. That's, I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's part of that whole, uh, that's part of that whole um, uh, world of uh, yep. D&D. And that's it. So it's the four, the four races are drow, dragons, elemental, and demons. And the idea is you take two before every game, you shuffle them, you shuffle the deck, uh, the two decks together, you create your market. Um, you start off with your, your hand of cards like you have in uh, Star Realms or uh, Dominion or whatever, yeah. where you've got buying power and, uh, uh, and the two, the two, um, uh, the two um, commodities or yeah, the two currencies in the game are uh, Purchasing power. I, I can't remember all of the all of the mm -hmm. the names, but uh, yeah, it's basically purchasing power and uh, you know military strength, and you know with certain number of these like spider web purchasing power tokens, you can or uh, you know uh, on, on your card symbols on your cards, you can buy cards from the market into your hand, and then you also have little strength uh, symbols as well. And after you have a certain amount of those. You can do uh, certain things on the board for every strength uh, symbol that you play. You can take one of your uh, one of your little men, one of your uh, little meeple thing, yeah. and put it onto the, and put it onto the board to take 
to take that position on the board and you're sort of trying to spread yourself over the board like an area control yeah. uh, mechanism and you can assassinate other players and you can <laughs> you can put spies you can put spies down on a, the complete other side of the board from where you are and your spy can assassinate another player and oh just wonderful so, there's so much going on so a deck builder with a trigger Oh yeah, <laughs> big time. It's Cause, it's because every every time I mean everything you were saying about the elements and the characteristics and and what this game's about in my head I'm like uh huh uh huh just put this in the cart and let's just keep yeah. and um and then when you got to that point where it was like then you can go metal in kind of you oh, know, yeah. with other people's oh yeah yeah you can get all up in their grills yeah like and, <laughs> and that's. I'm, I'm not, I'm, it's not that I advocate the take that, but every once in a while, you need to shake a tree with a chainsaw. That's right. But that's, that's, <laughs> a, <laughs> but that's, that's area control. Like you're yeah. not going to, you're not going to be able to take control unless, uh, unless you, you, you move some people around and you, uh, you kick some people out. And you, well, the only other, the only other game where that I remember uh, that has that idea um, kind of in my head that just popped in was Carson City, where you get to put okay. your, meeples down and you have a, and if it's in the same spot you have a shootout and see ya you're gone kind of thing so oh i'm i'm color me intrigued and i'm purchasing this game shame on you <laughs> yeah beautiful we like i like i said i only have like the base game i don't have the expansions is this out of print or is, is it like am i am i gonna start to cry when i can't find it <laughs> well like i said i believe that a second edition has just come out okay that uh, that incorporated the um that incorporated the expansions well uh, it's it says that gale force 9 is the is the current publisher yeah so, yeah yeah no then that that makes sense they probably uh got their hands uh, on it too like, yeah yeah well, Yay! <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, I'm 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 thrilled, and like I said, like I only have the base game. I've, we've only got the four, um, the and four uh, factions. But like, whenever my whenever my gaming friends come over, it's always like, ah, we're gonna play tyrants again. Ah, yeah, I mean, we should, you know, mix just mix up the mix up the factions and see if we can find another little. Uh, well, I was just gonna ask you, what's the best player count? Uh, I would say three to four. I mean, honestly, yeah. last game, I, I just, for some reason, my, my mojo was uh, in overdrive. I wiped <laughs> the floor with uh, the other two. And normally when you play a three-person game, you end up with a, a kind of a ganging up on, yeah. you know, two people gang up on somebody, and then they get weak, and then they'll gang up on the other person who's getting stronger. And it's Teeter -totter, like sort of yeah. thing that goes on. But for, for some reason, all of my cards just worked. I had... I just ended up in that situation where I had a lot of buying power when the suit, when one of the nice, really uh, juicy cards came up. Uh, I was able to not purchase too many cards, so I kept my deck relatively thin, which meant I was able to Tight. turn them over. Um, yeah. And yeah, the, and the, yeah, that's another thing that's in the game that's great. There's a wonderful retirement um, mechanism in the game, which is a power that cards give you that you can do things on your turn and or uh, retire uh cards from your hand so it's a little bit like trashing them like in star realms yeah, you know, the, yeah. the red faction you know trash okay. cards but the, the the sweet thing about retirement is that at the end of the game you get points for the cards that you have in your hand and in your deck you know like just a, a basic deck builder game but all cards that are retired 
give you more points. So if you were able to retire certain cards out of your hand, they would normally be like a one point card. It could be a three or a four point card uh, if they're if they're retired. So it encourages you oh. to try to thin your hand. And then towards the end of the game, when you've got a big deck, you think ah, the game's kind of you know wrapping up soon. I'm going to start to retire these big, big cards that I'm probably not going to see again. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so if you can make that work for you, it works really well. But I ended up having just a cracking game where I ended up being able to attack both of my uh, adversaries and push them both back. I ended up uh, ended up working with um, the elemental. We we did a mix of uh, elemental and dragons uh, with the two decks that we uh, that we used. And elementals, the one thing that elementals do is that they have um, uh, the focus ability, it's called, which is basically uh, a little, once again, a little bit like uh, uh, like Star Realms. If you play two of the same type of card, you get an extra little uh, oh, extra yeah, little yeah. boost. So like all of the cards have a, have a kind of a, I don't know if it's called a house or something like that, but there's like uh malice or something yeah Yeah, malice ambition all of these sorts of things and that's their faction and if you play two malice cards um one of them may say like focus ability yeah so ah nice oh yeah really it's just such a a wonderful crunchy game with lots of interesting uh mechanisms in it with the and and just the fact that you're mixing two factions together all the time means that and there's enough cards that you're not going to go through them all and see them all uh, so you have to play even with two factions, you'd have to play the game three or four times with those decks to get through them all and see, see sort of everything that's in there. Cool. Here's a, uh, make you think about a question. Um, uh, mm. what's the most consistent part of this game? The most consistent part. Yeah. Cause I mean, mm. if it's, if it's a game that you want people to, it's like this game's solid. What's, what's mm-hmm. that, what's that foundation? What's that thing that, that big thread that keeps it together all the time yeah i think the most consistent part at least of for the, your play yeah because everything's mm-hmm. subjective right yeah yeah the, the 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 most the the thing that is there the most in the game and it's something that may turn people off is like okay take that element on them like a token and if you are in that city you'll be able to um you take the token uh if, if you have a majority in that city yeah. uh, but of course the token gives you a victory point and it also gives you a little bit more purchasing power so this token went back and forth between my friend and i every single turn as i killed one of his guys then he moved in and killed me and then or like picked me up and moved me to the other side of the map then i would drop a guy in there with a spy and it just kept going back and forth and our other friend was going like you guys are insane like you're just, you're just banging your heads against the wall against each other but it was just it was just like oh yeah you think you can do that i'm gonna do that oh yeah you can just do it. yeah just, sometimes no, you just wait. yeah you can't put down that little meta game that happens no exactly <laughs> and that's something that's that's in this game is just like the consistent thing is you are always going to be backstabbed you are always going to have somebody uh yeah like we said getting all up in your grill and uh surprising you and being like you know you think you're really solid in this in this far corner oh. and then suddenly a spy appears there and two of your guys are gone and just and it's like snips uh, your achilles tendon <laughs> exactly but it's not but it's not as chaotic as it sounds it's yeah. not as chaotic as it sounds cool 
cool. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not even joking. I've already started looking. <laughs> I've got like <laughs> board game Oracle is running in the background. <laughs> um, uh, cool. So what's your, uh, oh, what's the second game I'll be purchasing this evening, Matt? <laughs> the, second, the second game is possibly a game that you already have. Oh. Uh, it's a game I think, I can't even say, I probably played last uh, I, I played it uh, last week or the week before, um, and uh, the last time I played it before then was probably, I don't know, a good three years, something like that. But it's one of those games that I kept saying, oh, I got to get this back to the table. Yeah. Oh, I got to get it back to the table. And then I had a friend over, and I was like, oh, have you ever played this game? And he was like, nope. I said, here we go. Let's play. And our other friend came over, and he was in the same boat as me. The last time he played was with me. And uh, that game... Oh, <laughs> is Galaxy Trucker. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and I know that Galaxy Trucker is a, a popular game, and maybe it's not the right selection for the hype train because it's still a, a popular game, but it's a game that it's an older game. You know, it, yeah. uh, when did it come? When did it come out? I think 2013. I'm going to look it up while you're yeah. Uh, pitching it. Yeah, but that's it. And well, oh, the, 2007. Yeah, 2007, exactly. I, I had wow. a feeling it was, uh, it was around there. Yeah. yeah, I would have said I would have said closer to 2010. Did but they yeah, even make cardboard back then? <laughs> <laughs> it is, so this is it. It's an older game, and it's come out with all of these expansions and expansions of expansions and all the rest of that stuff. I'm not a big expansion guy. Like, I'm not, I, no. I rarely get expansions. I rarely go in for that there's a cut there are a couple of games that i believe are made better by expansions mm -hmm. like cordia salsa mm -hmm. uh the salsa expansion for cordia just makes it uh, a sweeter product uh, every time i hear that word i just keep thinking seinfeld so i'm sorry that's just showing my age <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh yeah so the uh but the thing with galaxy trucker is that the thing for me i played it like i said i played it again two weeks ago and I, I remembered, it reminded me how much fun gaming is, you know, because like I do play a lot of these Euro games. I play a lot of these min-maxing games where you've yeah. got to, you've got to think about your factories and getting them on the board. Am I going to have money to be able to do that? And how can I generate one more dollar? Am I going to be able to, you know, and it's, <laughs> it's fun, but it's brain work. Yeah. And then you get galaxy trucker on the table and Oh my God, it's just like, you're scrambling, you're picking up pieces. Somebody's flipping over the timer. You're yelling at them because they flipped the timer and you're, <laughs> you're like, one third of the way done. And they're, they're only a little bit ahead of you. So you're like, why are you even doing that? And don't touch it again. And you're trying to like stupid connectors and connecting. And there are literally no crew quarters on here. Like I think, I think <laughs> I've lost all the crew quarter tiles in my game there. I look, I flipped over 10 and I haven't found a single crew quarter. And then you look over and somebody else has seven on their board and you're like, okay, well, this is just stupid. Yeah. And then you're just, you're just doing your best and you're picking up, you're picking up laser can. Yeah, and then here, uh, it's just all right. Well, let's yeah. see. And then you go through the obstacle course, and it's just hilarious. The number of oh. times we we shouted and laughed and pointed and wept, and it's just I hate it asteroids. Just runs the entire gamut. <laughs> What's that? I said I hate asteroids. They just. <laughs> 
it's they find the asteroid finds the weak point every time it's every time hey where there's just one little one little chicken wishbone holding part of my (laughs) ship to the other part and you're just looking at the dice going there's no way what are the odds that and and you just have this little you 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 leave this ocean liner Mm -hmm. and you come in as a rowboat (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's it's incredible with the that's exactly what happened and you're like, happy uh, about it <laughs> it's just you can't you can't be angry you can't take the game seriously you know like the it happened last game it was like asteroids coming through and whatever else and like well i just can't roll an eight yeah yeah and what did i roll i mean yeah. you roll an eight and half of your ship just shears off or, or, or as you're starting, what I love too is, is when you're, when you've got the right group of, of friends playing and mm. you see where, where their failure is going to happen and yeah. you're waiting for them to figure it out. And you're just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, look down, look down. <laughs> there you go. And yeah, it is a, your problem. Oh, oh my. Yeah. Your ship yeah. just turned into a canoe. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. And uh, it's just, we, uh, we finished, like I, I, I took a before and before and after photo <laughs> and like the before ship was just a, a thing of beauty in, in the last round, because, you know, it starts off. Oh yeah. yeah. It starts off with a little ship. Then, you know, get this like oh, yeah. line ship. And then the third level, is just like takes up the whole board and it was just full of batteries and, aliens and the double cannons and yeah. double engines and all this extra <laughs> and, stuff and one weak point like the death star exactly <laughs> not enough shields and uh but this is and, and then i took the after photo and like only half like less than half of the ship was was still there with like one little dude standing on it like you can almost see his hair blowing in the cosmic wind, you know, through through the broken window where he's like the rest of the ship broke off from, you know. Yeah. And uh, hanging just... the elbow out like a farmer. <laughs> we'll get there, boys. Yeah. And just hilarious. And the 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 funny thing was, and it was kind of sad actually because uh, it was my friend who had never played before, and he enjoyed himself in the first two rounds, and then in the third round he found himself in first place, which he which he hadn't been in the, in the sort of um, turn order track. And so he was flipping over the cards and he came across one, which was like, a, I don't know if it was an abandoned station or something like that. Basically he had to lose uh, six crew members if he wanted to get all this this booty, all yeah. this cargo off the ship. She so was like, yeah, I can do that. I got four left, you know, I'm doing all right. It's like, all right. So he got rid of six. Two turns later, pirates came and killed his four guys. <laughs> and in, in his his immaculate spaceship just beautiful <laughs> just was empty and <laughs> drifted off emptily into space and oh. we were just like oh that sucks <laughs> and it was like the fourth card or something like that in the uh, in the last round and it was just like oh my god oh that i mean that's just all i can hear is like spaghetti western music just oh yeah <laughs> Yeah. Me, me, yeah. Me, me, just, me. yeah. Oh, that's so. And, the, and probably the look on his face was like, uh, uh, how, how do you plan for that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and that's another thing that I love. I love about Galaxy Trucker is that it creates those stories. You can't tell a story like that about Agricola. 
you know, like, no. you know, I tried to get the sheep. To, I ended up the cow, the cow. I was supposed to have the. Remember cow. turn four when you picked up all of that food? Yeah. Remember the time you couldn't bake bread? Yeah. <laughs> well, see, yeah, I, remember, and, I, I remember that time. Yeah. There was, there was an episode that I had called the, uh, the game of storytelling and, mm. and we started kind of uh, synthesizing it down to um, our memory is, is, has a, has a deep base in episodic memory where it's all about the narrative. And um, yeah, yeah. The galaxy trucker does create a, a chaotic <laughs> yeah. narrative. <laughs> yeah, it really does. And, and, and for me, those are the best, those are the best games. Like that's why um, uh, Robinson Crusoe, uh, Adventures on the Cursed Island was so big with my game group. Everyone complains about how impossible it is. It's a tough game. Oh, yeah. We made our we we made our way through it. Yeah. But we just we we relished in our own demise as much as we did in our oh. victories. Like we kept a little game log and we like we we wrote down why we lost. You know, like bitten by diseased puma. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> well, and and I just I love that uh, the aspect of those cards where. It, it goes in that deck and it can come back later. And I've not seen a game or at, lo- at least I can't remember a game that, that has done that in, in that manner yeah. uh, with such devastating results. <laughs> I mean, sorry. We're exactly. like galaxy trucker. And now we're on an Island. Uh, on an <laughs> Island. Yeah. Robinson, but yeah. the whole point, the whole point yeah. is the, is the storytelling aspect. And like and the thing I love about uh, the game as well is the fact that it encourages that with its, with its rule book, like the rule book <laughs> oh, yeah. is, is laugh out loud funny, you know, <laughs> like there's, there's one little passage here, which is like, it says most spacecraft are protected from meteors by auto targeting gun turrets, self-guided missiles or disintegration fields. Yours is protected by cannons made from sewer drills. It's like, yep, that's what we're in on, man. <laughs> and and every, like the first time, and you're absolutely right. I, I have this game and I agree with everything you, you, you've been saying about it. And with the rule book, when I start reading it, I, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, absolutely Vlada listened to and watched Monty Python. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because it, it's it's like it's like a slap in the face with a fish out of nowhere. It's like what, yeah, what are you? What right. is this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. So for me, yeah, a Galaxy Trucker, and it, you know, I mean, it's a longish game, but it, but it still doesn't overstay its welcome. You know, it's three rounds, get in, get out. You know, the, and you know what? Those intervals, um, because I always say that there's two sides to that game. There's the build. And then there's the go, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think that it's not fatiguing because like uh, as a teacher, if you break up your lesson plan into chunks, there's no fatigue because you're always engaged. So yeah, uh, yeah that- uh, 100%, you finish your build, you, you have a, you, you, t- you take a drink, you look at everybody's <laughs> ships, you kind of figure out, well, all right, Well, yeah, because okay. it's like, uh, no, you can't, that's broken. You can't, you got to get rid of half your ship because that doesn't work. <laughs> oh, right. what? No. Yeah, there's that too. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, you, you did an interesting thing there. You only you only <laughs> took uh, hazardous, you only took hazardous uh, cargo uh, places, you know, or you, you don't have any hazardous cargo things. Like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. That wasn't intentional. No, I didn't think it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's been some games where someone's pointed because I think that's part of the process is you have to go look at everybody else's board to make sure it's a, it's a clean build. Right. Correct. And yeah. there, there's times where they, that's been pointed out where they're going. So how is this going to, and all of a sudden I just sit there and go, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, I guess I'm going to be last this round. Yeah, that's right. But I, I, like, I, you, like you mentioned, there's no, there's no malice. There's no hurt no. feelings. It's all just giggles every time. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I've only got, yeah, I've, I've, I've only got double engines and I've got exactly four batteries. Hmm. <laughs> How's this going to work? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Yeah. Can I? Can so. someone send me a tow cable? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my god! Yeah, and like back to the drift story. <laughs> yeah, the drifting in space story. Yeah, but cool. I mean, so that's that's it for me. Galaxy Trucker is. I I often said that it was my favorite game. When people are like, "So what's your favorite game?" You know, people who are not necessarily gamers or you know just want to try to throw you for a loop. My my stock answer was for a long time. And I think I'm gonna go back to it. I think I'm gonna say Galaxy Trucker is my favorite game because. It just creates that feeling of game night fun where people are <laughs> laughing, people are being silly. It's it can still be satisfying. You can still make good choices. Yeah. You know about what cargo you're going to take and what you know whether you're gonna. Um, am I gonna spend my 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 batteries to 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 power my shields or can I take those shots in order to keep my batteries to move further ahead later on? There's still interesting oh, choices yeah. to make in the game, you know. But uh, yeah, so I think I'm uh, I think I'm gonna go back to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you fuzzed out a bit. I'm just going to wait till you come back before I keep talking. Saying that Galaxy Truck is my favorite game. Yeah. yeah. The, um, the, the, and of course, we haven't even like shot some props out to like the designer, Vlada Shva. Okay. You tell me how to properly pronounce his last name because I want to, I want to, I want to be respectful. Yeah. I believe it's Chvatil uh, or Chvatil. Okay. So it's a ch on the front. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And for him to come out with this fun kind of game, because Tash Kalar, I love Tash Kalar. And that's, mm -hmm. the, that's the most mind-boggling, abstract, you know, uh, um, magic user chess game. For him to come out with the belly laugh game is just brilliant. And then, and then, uh, and then come out with Mage Knight, which is... <laughs> which is we were talking about earlier on but which is just this this ginormous monstrosity that's incredible yeah and then and then just you know then just code names right <laughs> yeah i'm just I, I this popped into my head i was driving to yeah. the lake yeah it's you like, know. oh yeah no this is like the, the party games you know one of yeah. the and they're and they're completely they're in, in completely different brain spaces like i don't know how he did it you know I'd i don't know how he I'd love to have a coffee with him. Yeah. And just go, yeah. what what books do you read? What like what music do you listen to? <laughs> yeah, no, I remember but I remember hearing on uh, podcasts. I can't remember uh whether I can't remember which ones they were, but they were they were quite quite uh, big podcasts saying that like um that they didn't wanted to get uh Vlada in, but apparently he's not very confident about his English, so he never does interviews and uh, and things like that so uh 
You're going to have to join the queue, Norm. Yeah, I'm not confident in any language I speak. <laughs> yeah, mostly body language because I don't know. I just get in trouble all the time. <laughs> Who did it? He did. Huh? What? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, but it's, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's really got, uh, oh. he's really got an amazing, uh, uh, an amazing eye and uh, no a galaxy trucker for me it's just right it's just on. a blast right on that's um that's two solid picks for the hype train and uh yay i'm awesome I'm, I'm, and part of me is thinking well at least i only need to buy one of them because i already <laughs> own one <laughs> that's it yeah well matthew thank so. you so much for coming on the uh on the podcast and uh and uh preaching some love to some games that need to be paid attention to Oh, well, it's my, my pleasure, Norm. Thank you very much for, uh, for inviting me. It's always fun uh, chatting with you and, uh, yeah, talking games. Yay! Love it. Well, that takes us to the end of our episode. And as always, thank you so much to Matthew for coming on and uh, talking about a couple games to uh, get on the hype train. And uh, thank you so much for uh, listening to uh, what's going on in the cardboard conjecture world. And uh, that being said, I'm your host, Norm, and we'll catch you later. This has been an episode of Cardboard Conjecture, and we are Bridge City Board Gamers. And you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Board Gamers Saskatoon. You can find us on YouTube, Bridge City Board Gamers. We are also on Twitter, at BC Board Gamers. And of course, Board Game Geek, guild number 3039.